Okay, hello. There are some big changes coming to Twitch, and somehow I think they've gotten missed by most of the community. So I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about those changes and also go over what that means for the future of Twitch as a whole, kind of pocket a whole future of Twitch type of thing in this discussion. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that because I haven't really compartmentalized all of those thoughts in one place. If you are interested in the website as a viewer or you are a creator on the website or thinking about becoming a creator, this is definitely the video you're going to want to watch because there is a lot of info on the next 6 to 12 months in here that I think most people have missed or just not compiled. Um, and it's not all bad <laughs> doomsayer stuff i like talking about twitch i still love the platform i've been on it for eight to nine years taking a break right now have taken periodic breaks but i'm not a doomsayer that some of my critics might have you believe that i am i do think that twitch is a niche website compared to some of its competitors like youtube and we're going to talk about that but i don't think that the website is doomed to fail or on any trajectory as such i think that it has an interesting future that i want to get into today so what are some of the really major changes that have happened recently that i think people have been missing let's just like get right into that so the first thing that i thought was like a pretty major change was when emmett shear who is the current acting ceo of twitch although you would not know it <laughs> by uh his kind of total presence in the community. He only sort of appears awkwardly for glitch cons or Twitch cons or whatever you call them, and then disappears for the rest of the year. Uh, he has otherwise like very little outward facing presence as a leader of a tech company, which is abnormal compared to some of the other people in the kind of creator economy space, like Jack Dorsey or Susan from YouTube, right? These are people that are much more well-known by their communities. So Emmett, changed his profile and no this isn't the big change that i advertised in the title of this video there is a bigger change uh this uh, some people are like this is lame like that this is not the the one okay it's coming i got i got to get you ready all right let's calm down so emmett uh just recently changed all of his branding on his twitter he's no longer listed as the ceo of twitch which he was before he changed it to thinking about coordination community and connection which is a very silicon valley way to say that i'm not doing anything <laughs> Uh, he still has Twitch in his title, uh, like in his like as a link, but not as like a CEO. This is the active CEO of Twitch. You would think that he would maintain in in his title, which was here. It was said CEO of Twitch, founder, CEO and founder of Twitch, gone. Also, uh, here's a nice picture of him at a beach, maybe smiling. Uh, used to be a guy in a Twitch shirt, not there anymore. He changed it. What's going on with that? So that's interesting. Word from within the company also, um, you'll have to take this as an anecdote because I can't provide empirical evidence to this, but but I have been hearing that uh, Emmett is taking a backward role and many people suspect that he will step down in short order here in favor of some other move. So that on its own would probably not be enough to make a video about it, which is why I haven't. This happened a couple months ago, but uh, just recently we got a really big announcement and that's that the COO of Twitch, so the person that's working under Emmett, Sarah Clemens, is exiting after four years. Now, notably, there's two things here that I think are, are really interesting. One, this announcement was made six months before she actually is going to move out of the position. So that's a deliberate choice by Twitch, Amazon, and her. Mid-January 2022 is a long time away as of the filming of this video, which is uh, August right, uh, of uh, 2021. It is pretty rare to have an executive announce that they're going to exit a company six months before they do. And there's a couple of reasons behind that that we could get into. But also more interestingly, perhaps, is that 
being that she joined the company in January 2018, it's a full four years exactly after she joined the company. So that matches her vesting schedule. So that also means that she's exiting the company uh, literally the day that her Amazon equity vests. <laughs> Right. So she's uh, there. There are a lot of like really weird implications here that we can get into. And I, I think we need to reveal the ultimate weapon uh, to, to do this. So let's take the notes here. So leaving uh, around the exact time of the vest and number one and number two, six month announcement beforehand. So let's tackle these one by one. Leaving the around the exact time of the vest can mean a lot of different things. Uh, particularly notable is that sh she has stated that she is going to be focusing on consulting and like being on the board of other companies, wh which means she didn't leave because she had a competitive offer from like a tech company or something who, who you know, being at the head of LinkedIn departments and Microsoft Xbox, like you, you would know if she was leaving for that. Right. So um, she's leaving because she wants to. And, and, and uh, the worst case scenario is she's leaving because she doesn't believe Whatever the company is doing right now is something that she could impact or fix, and that would be why she's leaving on the day of her vesting schedule and, and not taking a competitive offer from Amazon undoubtedly to, to, to renew that or, or to, to build upon it, number one. And number two, announcing six months beforehand is unusual and, and, and may mean that their leadership doesn't expect to be able to fill that position easily. Okay, so why does this matter? Well, Sarah, for all extents and purposes, basically runs the company. Emmett has taken a backseat in recent years, and he mostly focuses on his own projects and doesn't have like a real active presence in the company uh, beyond like appearing at all hands meetings and, and, and kind of talking about stuff. But as far as we know from the outside, Sarah is really the person who's setting the direction for the company. So if Sarah and Emmett are out simultaneously, and this is not the moves, not the only moves you're seeing, you're seeing a ton of people. So recently, Aurelian, who is the head of uh, community management for Twitch just announced in tandem practically with Sarah that this was her two-week notice and that she's leaving. So we're just seeing all of these pretty major executives who had a large part of the vision of Twitch leaving the company. I can't help but think that, that part of that is natural because when you're acquired by Amazon, like a large company, there is a thing called the zero to 100 principle, which says that like a person who's able to run a company from zero, which is like you're in a basement and you haven't you've thought of an idea to 100, which is like an Amazon level company. They're very rare that a person can run a company all the way from zero to 100. So sometimes there's 35 to 50 people, which is people that can like can deal with a, a sale or build a company to acquisition. And there's some people that are 75 to 100 that can run a company at a very large level, like some of the F500 executives or F100 executives, but they can't run small companies and entrepreneurs. So there are different phases of company that companies go through depending on how large they are twitch is a company of five thousand people at this point and maybe the sort of innocuous or forgiving reason for why a lot of these executives are leaving is just because the company has changed to a larger enterprise than they want to be a part of or are used to being a part of and either they feel like their influence is not as meaningful or they just think that uh, the company is not going the direction they want and i'll leave that interpretation to you the the, the the positive possibility of this is just that Sarah's over it, and and so is Emmett, and they're moving out of the company because they just want to do different things. And then the more negative, dark dark thing is that being that she's leaving on the day of her vest, and she's not re-upping that, and she's putting the announcement out six months beforehand, maybe to look for prospects for future jobs or whatever, is irregular and uh, could mean that the executives within Twitch think that there are problems either with the way that Amazon runs the company 
or internally that they cannot fix. I will leave that up to you and your interpretation. I'm just here to present the ideas. I, I don't know if I have a viewpoint on it either way because it, it, it's, um, it, it's hard to say. But all we know really is that in the next six months between now and January, and then especially in January, as executive staff moves in to take over these positions, this will be a very different company. And, and that is substantial for creators and for people viewing the website and, and really could go any direction. But let's try to figure out what direction it could go because we have some info on that, right? We, we kind of know what Twitch has been doing since 2018 when Sarah came into the company and when a lot of Amazon executives took on new roles within the company. Well, um, they're improving the website mostly in ways that involve monetizing the website and making more money off of it. So that translates to some extent to benefits to creators so let's look take a look so there's been the cheers there's been bits there's been prime there's been prime gifting there's been uh and i think those are the major ones that i think would be like monetizable probably forgetting something and then there's been other improvements to the website like tags uh, if you call that an improvement squad stream if you can call that an improvement <laughs> channel pages which i think no one uses but they're actually pretty cool and clips which was sort of the frankenstein of like one or one to three people uh, that it kind of just happened to be a huge impact source for the website, but wasn't like a push for the whole company to do, and still isn't, <laughs> even though it probably should be. It's like one of the number one ways of discoverability off of the website. So a lot of the changes that Amazon has made to the company since acquisition have been changes that will monetize creators and make more money from the website. Also, there's been a lot of ad changes, <laughs> which are probably beyond the scope of this talk, uh, but... It involve everything from like preview, making ads more accessible, like picture in picture ads to like different types of ads and emphasizing pre-rolls and things like that. So if an, if a new set of executives comes in to run Twitch, what would that look like? Right? Well, I should say when it happens, because that is happening. That's the, per that's the talk of the town. That's, that's what this video is about. What would they focus on? Well, they're likely to focus on ways that make Amazon and Twitch more money. And they're likely to focus on ways to use Twitch as a funnel for Amazon Prime, which they do now. So what do I mean by that? Well, Twitch is a recruiting tool for Amazon Prime. And the reason why Prime exists, which is the ability to subscribe to a streamer for free, if you have an Amazon Prime account, is to further incentivize people to sign up for Amazon Prime accounts. It's to add to the product offering that Amazon Prime gives you in the same way that Amazon Music and the uh, Amazon Prime Video are these kind of offerings to say, hey, with one subscription to Amazon Prime, not only do you get shipping for free for products, or I sound like an Amazon salesman <laughs> or shareholder at least, which I am, <laughs> but, but fan of Amazon, but besides the point, uh, they're all upsells for why you should sign up for Amazon Prime. A lot of people think that Amazon looks at Twitch. This is a really important thing I'm about to say. A lot of people think that Amazon looks at Twitch as a like new media platform that's going to compete in the live streaming space. I would argue they don't care about that. I don't think they care that, that, that Twitch is the number one live streaming service um, out there. Uh, I, I, I think it's nice. I, I think it's cool that Amazon's like, Amazon would take it. Like, right? They'll be like, yeah, sure, it's nice to have. But that's not really what they do. A Amazon is the number one premier shopping network in the world and what it does is it ships people things to their doors and it runs the most sophisticated marketplace for products and services that there is nationally right like you know alibaba or things like that but it's it's a big deal <laughs> if you haven't heard so a lot of people come to me and they think that 
Amazon like really cares about growing Twitch's user base and like making it into this like uh, live streaming giant. They don't, and I'll prove that right now because Amazon offers Twitch as a service. Many people don't know this. It's called IVS, Amazon Interactive Video Services, building engaging live stream experiences. You can literally make a competitor to Twitch on Amazon as a package, and it's like a few clicks away. So anybody can build a Twitch.tv competitor using Amazon IVS. IVS is a streaming service run on AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services, that allows you to create, you could do cooking.tv and, and it, would, it would be the same backend as Twitch. So, so uh, one of the big reasons that Amazon acquired Twitch, uh, everyone kind of thinks is because they wanted a YouTube competitor. They wanted to be in the media space, things like that. They acquired Twitch because at the time of the acquisition, Twitch had some of the most sophisticated live streaming services. If, if there's one thing I can give Mr. Emmett Shear credit for, and maybe it's the, the one thing I can give him credit for, it's that he really built a very good content delivery network. He built a really good system for putting you in front of a stream and watching it. It's, 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 a, it's a really great system for that. It, it works really well, and the uptime is super impressive, and, and it's very effective. Amazon was buying that technology for $970 million in as much as they were buying anything else that Twitch was offering. And with IVS, Amazon shows that they're not trying to corner a marketplace in the same way that YouTube does. For example, like you know, Google doesn't offer a service where you can set up a YouTube competitor, right? <laughs> and, and, and even if they if they did, it, it wouldn't have nearly the features that YouTube does, or, or they'd only do it because they're not afraid uh, at all of someone competing with YouTube, given that it's massive user base. So um, I, I would argue that, that, that Amazon doesn't really care about growing Twitch as a live streaming platform and cares much more about its ability to get people into the main Amazon funnel as prime users. And this is why you see so many of the offerings at Twitch, like for example, any of the activations that happen through drops or things like that require prime accounts attached to, uh, to Twitch, right? There, so much of the website's advancement over the past years has been oriented towards recruiting more people into the Amazon funnel than it has been any actual improvements to creators. Those, the improvements that creators have gotten have been sort of secondary, right? For example, Prime is great for creators. It's really cool that you, they get free subscriptions and get money for free, but it's just a byproduct of Amazon funneling more people up to Amazon Prime in hopes that you will sign up for Amazon Prime service, um, maybe to gift to your favorite streamer or to have that access, right? That, that it's just one of the, maybe that's the thing that pushes you over to getting Prime service or your parents, right? So uh, you're seeing that in ads also that Twitch is kind of rushing towards profitability so that it, it can look better on Amazon's balance sheet. So the changes that come to creators... And, and, and here I think is another really important thing is, is this will answer the question is, um, well, Devin, if, if I want to stream, should I stream on Twitch? And my answer would be if you are, so, so, so should I stream on Twitch based on its future? And we're going to get back to the executive moves in a second. Well, the answer is if you're a top creator, so I'd say, you know, a thousand CCUs or more, that's uh, concurrent viewers, then yes, <laughs> right? Because the website is going to evolve to better serve you. There will be more ways to make money in the next year. There will be uh, more ways to to monetize your audience. There will be more money to be made, basically. Uh, and ads will go up in price. You'll make you'll make more money off of ads in the next 12 months to 24 months than it'll be more competitive with YouTube. Like a lot of people don't realize that like Twitch ads right now are kind of like a sad imitation of YouTube. YouTube, you don't have to do anything else besides run a successful channel and ads will pay for your entire bill and then some. 
But on, on Twitch, you've got to get subscribers. You've got to get all kinds of other stuff. So Twitch will start to look like that too, but it'll have all the subscriber benefits. And for the top creators on Twitch, there will be a lot of really compelling ways to make money. But if you're just uh, if you're a small streamer, then you really got to look at other competitive platforms like YouTube and Facebook, which have better discoverability options. Because Twitch has not been investing a dime in discoverability over the course of the past four years, and I think it's very likely that they will not they will continue not to do that. And that user acquisition is a tertiary, meaning that it, it really is a a very distant goal. It's a goal, but it's a very distant goal for what Twitch is trying to accomplish. Okay, so. Going back to the executives, what I'm basically saying is that the executives that come into Twitch in the next six months that replace Sarah, that might replace Emmett, that replace some of the major people, are going to be focused on these goals. Why? Because Twitch is a 5,000-person tech company on the bleeding edge of what I call new media. I say our agency calls it new media. New media being like stuff like YouTube, Twitch, things that are presenting – a medium of communication that has has you know in the past not been a thing <laughs> right so live streaming is is a new thing uh, even video in, in the grand scheme of humanity is a is a new thing right and so these are these are kind of new ways to present content that's what i call new media and and recently podcasting that's, that's also new media uh, right so how many people can run a 5000 person tech company owned by amazon on the edge of tech. Well, very few people can run that company. Very, very few people can run that company. The people that are likely to be able to run it are experienced Amazon executives, probably out of Andy Jassy's department in AWS, or Twitch people <laughs> who are, are, are very sophisticated. I, I don't know if I can think of anybody internally within the company that can take the CEO slot right now. So for Amazon, Amazon spent a huge amount of time before Jeff Bezos moved to the board to be able to put Andy Jassy in the CEO position. It took a lot of time because it's really hard to find a person that can run uh, Amazon. And, and, and it's equally hard to find someone that can run Twitch, like right at the same level. People say, like, Look at me, for example, right? A lot of people meme and say, Devin, you should run Twitch. Like, well, what if Devin was CEO, right? The answer, I would drive that company into the ground, dude. I would, I would fail really hard at that. And the reason is because the largest company I've ever run is, is an 110-ish person company. And I, I have no idea how to run a 5,000-person company, much less under the veil of a sh shadowy colossus like Amazon. And I don't do well on those corporate structures. And, and so although I, I, I may be one of the most experienced people in terms of knowing about Twitch and, and about the company and, and, and about the, the new media space, I couldn't run a company like that, right? So it's, it's a very exclusive set of people that can run a company like that, a set of people who are likely focused on goals like Amazon Prime or uh, because they're most likely to be sourced from within Amazon or, or, or near that circle. So I think what we're going to see on the platform is a lot more of the same. I, I, I don't think that... The, the real question I've kind of always asked myself when huge changes like this come to Twitch is like, is it possible for Twitch to breach the gap between itself and, and, and YouTube, which I would consider like a widespread adoption platform? What do I mean by that? Well, okay. So like right now, if you look at the, the daily users on Twitch, like let's assume that this is right and that there's some cool stats here and that Twitch currently gets about 140 million unique visitors per month, okay, um, which is up a lot, especially because of COVID. But then if you look at uh, its competitors, you see that YouTube is, is doing that daily, <laughs> right? And, and, and that YouTube has 2.1 billion freaking users. 
right? Th this is just such a massive platform. There's only two and two and two and seven people on Earth use this platform. Holy moly, that's crazy, right? So the difference between Twitch and YouTube is just it, it, it's it's a it's a galaxy versus a planet. It's it, it's an enormous amount of people that use YouTube, and I I, I don't think that you could ever compare Twitch to 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 YouTube or any other type of thing like Twitter or Facebook or any of these massive media platforms. Twitch has always been this like really weird niche website. And the the question that's been on a lot of minds is like, can Twitch surpass that? And can it become a website with like widespread adoption? Like, do we see a universe where there are two billion users on Twitch? I, I don't think we do because the amount of education that it takes to be a Twitch user is so much more sophisticated than it is on YouTube. On YouTube, if you want to be a user, you click the play button on whatever video you're interested in and you go. But on Twitch, it's like, what are these frogs? What are these emotes? What is this person talking about? How does this work? It takes so much uptick that isn't very appealing to older audiences. And, and, and it's why there's really only like a kind of a select demographic that, that trends to be power users on Twitch. And any attempts at adoption, you'll, uh, there was that whole you're already one of us campaign that I'm pretty sure Sarah put on. You guys remember that after after TwitchCon, I think it was 2018 and that or 19. It was a year launched afterwards. Like you're already one of us. You remember that? And they changed the whole color scheme, like trying to make this more accessible. Didn't work, right? Like the demographic is still weird, degenerate people that watch Twitch like two hours a day, like us. Like right? <laughs> it's it's an abnormal group of people that watch Twitch. It's, it, whereas you have you run the gamut on YouTube. It's all kinds of people that watch. Your grandma watches YouTube, right? So it's it, it's hard to, to to think that Twitch is going to be able to breach the gap and become this like really widespread website. I, I would venture to say that that's just not going to happen. I, I don't I, I don't I don't see how it does. So executives that are going to be coming into Twitch to that will change the direction of Twitch will will likely change it more to towards being a heavy ad based monetized platform for its creators, and that will benefit a lot of the top creators. But I don't think they will be building the services and the systems that will actually get you as a small streamer or as a aspiring small streamer to the point where you can get on Twitch and have a reasonable have a, have a reasonable expectation of, of of growing a stream and 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 building it. There are uh, as of the time of this filming this goes up and up and up 9.5 million active monthly broadcasters on Twitch. But we just finished a internal data analysis within within our agency here, I run an agency called Novo, which represents top Twitch and YouTube influencers and uh, does creative design for brands. So like we kind of like link brands together and say, hey, we'll build a campaign for you and we'll um, make, sh like, make sure your product gets to, or service gets to people who are interested in it via influencer communities. And uh, we just finished a whole, uh, basically what I did was I, I shouldn't say I did this, my, my, my co-founder did this and, and he built this, this algorithm that reads through the top 1000 broadcasters on Twitch. And once you got down to a thousand and looked at their stats, like they barely had a thousand viewers per stream, which most people like in a weird way they consider to be like smaller on uh, on Twitch. Like a thousand concurrent viewers on Twitch represents the top zero 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 one percent of Twitch. So even if you're like in a hundred to two hundred to three hundred um, viewer broadcaster on Twitch. How do you get discovered? It's really hard without third-party media, without getting people in from YouTube or Instagram or some other place. And I don't think that's going to change. I, I, I don't think that Twitch is going to build in the level of sophistication that it requires, like a, like a dynamic search or 
um, algorithmic learning that, that that can pull those people to your stream any more than they've kind of paid token service to it with like recommended and whatever they're trying to do now. Like there's a department working on it on Twitch, but it, it just pales in comparison to YouTube. And, and, and you can't, you know, I, I'm I'm not. I haven't personally found or, or really know of many people that have used these tools to find new broadcasters. I, most of this gets done through collaboration or gets done through um, broadcasters like painstakingly putting out different types of content on um, other platforms uh, like YouTube, right? So I, ironically, I, and I've said this a lot of times before, the, the best way to grow a Twitch stream is to post on YouTube. <laughs> mm. I don't think that's likely to change. What, so, so in summary, like, what does this matter? What, what, what's, uh, what's going on? Like, what's the most interesting things going forward? Well, well Twitch is going to be a really different company in six months, and um, it, it, it is likely to feature m much more of this changes to monetization on the platform, which is very good for big creators and doesn't matter. Slash is not going to be great for small creators, and I, I, I think the executives that come into the company. Um, that take on these leadership positions will shape the future of it in ways that we have no idea how they will. It could be really good. It could be really bad. That's up to your interpretation. And things like um, what types of content appear on Twitch. Like we've had a lot of criticism. I I've had a lot of criticism of, of gambling and over-sexualized content on Twitch recently, right? Will that stuff continue? Will it, will it um, get bigger? Will it, get, will it get banned entirely? Those are the types of decisions that we have no idea about. You could even envision a future where Twitch switches back to a gaming website or switches uh, um, just only, right? And there's no just chatting or or switches to a just chatting website and deprioritizes gaming. Like the way that we categorize things could be completely different. The UI could be completely different. It's going to be completely different. And it's going to be really cool to see how these changes will um, come and affect the platform. I, I, I personally really hope that within the next six months, we'll solve some of these bigger issues around gambling and and, 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 um, and over-sexualized content. And by solve, I mean really get that stuff off the platform so that I, I can personally start supporting it at the level that I did in the past. Um, but as of yet, that hasn't happened. With a change in executive leadership, though, it, it's very likely to be a topic. So that's the video. Um, that's the biggest change coming to Twitch is this big shakeup at the executive level. And I think it has some pretty enormous implications for the future of Twitch. And I hope that if you're a creator or a viewer, you have a bigger insight into like what the future of Twitch is going to be. And also some of the reasons why Twitch as a service kind of exists, uh, especially in the context of Amazon and what that means for the platform and for us going forward. Hopefully you find these things interesting. Like I said, I, I like talking about Twitch. Um, although I don't stream actively on the platform right now, I'm always fascinated by it. And of course I represent influencers who are on the platform every day and still broadcasting. So it's, it's, it's a fascinating platform. Live media and live streaming is a fascinating platform. I, I don't like it for what I do personally, because I, I think dealing in more like educational or informative content is a weird thing in live streaming because live streaming is like you have like an open forum where you're talking for like four or five hours and if a lot of that is is content like this it gets lost but whereas if i make a video like this well now you you know what i came to say <laughs> and, and that's been communicated right um it's harder to do that and you kind of go all over the place and if you if you look at some of my older videos which were sort of captures from my my streams these are straight to youtube videos it was harder to keep track of like what I'm talking about because live streaming is, as a medium is just a place where you bounce all over the place. So for what I do, I like the idea of things like this better, but live streaming still has a really interesting place in the events area and in creating these like once in a lifetime experiences that you, you, you can experience live that are really neat. For example, I, I really like what uh, OTK is doing, the Mizkif is doing with like Schooled, for example, or some of the new shows that are coming to Twitch. I think those are really interesting and have a lot of um, 
really cool implications. And at the same time, I, I, I think there's some dangerous things rearing up, like Twitch's potential to be used as a cryptocurrency scam platform, or um, people talking about the people talking about like really kind of questionable issues driving people who know, like, and trust them to do like really questionable things or sign up for weird things or things like that. These are these are things that remain to be seen of like how Twitch will deal with these, and we see some changes in like Twitch banning affiliate links and third-party links for gambling recently, right? So they, they are thinking about these issues. But the future is going to be really interesting either way, and and live streaming is around here to stay in its niche, I think, not not as a um, you know two billion user prospect, but should be interesting. And uh, hopefully, you'll join me for the future talking about more of these changes and how the market evolves. Uh, hopefully, this video was interesting. If it was, um, so subscribe to the channel. I think forty or fifty percent of the people that watch these videos are not subscribed, so hit the subscription button. I, I, I post these videos all the time. Also, the main place I hang out now is Discord.gg/devin, which there's a link. Should be one of the first links in the YouTube. I do not actively stream on Twitch as of, as of the filming of this video. I, I, that might change. You know, if you're watching this a year from now or something, which is kind of a crazy thought. But right now, Discord is the main place for the community, and that's where we hang out and talk about things. So thank you, everybody, for checking this video out, and I hope this was cool. <laughs> Let me know in the comments if it was. See you again next time.